Welcome to Staying Afloat, a podcast for the float nurse. Do you float all throughout your hospital or system? Then this podcast is for you. Our goal is to bring you content that will enhance your practice. How do you feel when you get home at the end of a shift? Do you just want to veg out, binge watch TV, check out social media, check out altogether? Do you still care about your patients the same way you did as a new nurse with that same compassion, that same caring, that same enthusiasm? If not, then today's podcast is for you. We're going to talk about topics and ideas of how to get that energy and that caring and compassion back. With me is Dr. Sean Lansing. Welcome, Sean. Thank you so much for allowing me to be here. My name is Sean Lansing. I am one of the two mission leaders for the Columbus region of Trinity Health. So what that really means is I primarily support the Mount Carmel Health Ministries here in the Columbus area. There are a few Trinity ministries that we also support. And my work is really helping folks do connect to our mission, to our core values, to our Catholic identity, doing all sorts of things around that. I also, William and I do ethics for the system, so ethics consults, which floating nurses um, often, you know, folks call in those as well. And so uh, that's primarily what we do. Just recently, however, through the pandemic, we were invited to be a part of a group of leaders locally to help kind of do some immediate colleague care. The pandemic was doing, uh, taking a heavy toll on folks, and so we got involved in that. As Trinity Health realized that colleague care isn't something that we should just do during a global pandemic, but we should do all the time, started to shift to thinking about how do we do this in a more long-term, sustainable way. And so mission across Trinity Health has now taken leadership and responsibility for providing colleague care for all of uh, our folks. And we're taking an approach that it's about culture. How do we create a culture where colleagues are taking care of colleagues. And so that's what we're working on there. So I'm excited to be talking about these issues with you. They're really important and top of mind for us. Well, that's great. I think that's a great resource within our system. So what we're talking about today is called Nurses Examine. As we've gone through this pandemic, it's it is, has taken a toll on us and as nurses and at the bedside and in support. So this will give you a tool uh, to use to help at the end of the day, something, some steps to go through that will help you to relax and review your day to be able to have a good night's sleep and to wake up refreshed and ready to go. So, yeah. And so I want to talk about a couple of things regarding that before we kind of jump in to the exam. And and the first thing is that when we're talking about burnout and taking care of ourselves, there are some times where we get to a point where we need outside help, where we can't, where we're just like, we're not going to think our way out of doing these types of things. And we really need to reach out to the help um, that we can get. But there are oftentimes before we get to that point where we just kind of need to take a step back and just think about where, where are we right now? And what is it that we're that we, we need to do. There, I wanted to offer three things um, today, and the last one is the examine. But the first one is, um, how do we truly connect to the core purpose of why we got into nursing in the first place? And 
that can sound simple. It can also um, sound like you want to roll your eyes when you're in the middle of kind of being burned out and, you know, the fourth patient who's been very challenging and um, and all of that kind of stuff. And you feel like the administration doesn't care about what about you or anything, you know, all of those things that can kind of build up and you get to make us feel this way. And it's like, now you want me to remember why I got into nursing in the first place. And then, you know, followed by whatever uh, comments people want to make about that. And, but, but, but truthfully, that really is an important thing. It's one of the reasons why in when they prepare nurses is that one of the things you do is you start thinking about what is my philosophy of nursing? That is actually a tool. And so my first real suggestion is, uh, is to recognize the tools that you already have to kind of take care of yourself and build your own resiliency. And those are the tools like your philosophy of nursing. Like, go back to that. Remember that. Re-engage your philosophy of nursing because it'll remind you why you got into this work. Any work that we do, there's all sorts of opportunities for us to be distracted and feel, you know, what the heck am I doing today? But there's real purpose to what we do. And especially nurses, we're working with people, and we're taking care of people, and there's so there's much rich um, sacredness in that work. And so sometimes we just need to be intentional about taking a step back and remembering what it was that called us to this work in the first place. And so I think the one tool people, an underutilized tool, I was, I suspect, is um, just your own philosophy of nursing and just kind of going back to that. Maybe you did it for an assignment or maybe you just have it. Find it, break, pull it out, put it somewhere where you can take a look at it. So I think that's the, the first thing. The, the second suggestion I have, which I think is a really important tool, and it's apropos, we're recording this right around Thanksgiving. It's the, it's the Monday before Thanksgiving. And so this might sound a little trite as well, but it's really, it's actually a powerful spiritual discipline that's um, thousands of years old. And that's the practice of gratitude. And we actually talked about this in the prep for this conversation. Just taking time at the end of the day, uh, and that will lead us into this nurse's examine, but taking time at the end of the day to remember one, two, maybe three things that we're grateful for can be a really powerful tool to help us stay rooted in the things that are good in this world, the things that are good uh, in our life. Part of the reason why we get burned out or you know, lack resiliency is because we start seeing things start piling on and we as human beings are programmed to see the negative, you know, and there's lots of research to suggest why that is and, you know, blah, 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 all these things. So I don't need to get into all that and I'm not an expert on those things anyways, but there's all sorts of things that that we kind of tend to navigate towards the negative uh, for all sorts of, of reasons. But that isn't always a good thing. It might have been a survival technique when, you know, back in the day when we needed to look at a, a scan, all the threats. But now that can become a, uh, a liability for us because we just go out and we see the, the things that are negative. And we have to be, again, the word intentional about seeing the things that are positive uh, in our lives and just taking a step back. And I can tell you my own personal experience. I went through a very difficult time, the loss of somebody very, very close to me. And it really wrecked me, for lack of a better way to put it, for a very long time. And it was probably a year and a half into that grief process where I, just by the grace of God, made this decision. I wasn't thinking about it from a, you know, I'm going to utilize this tool. I just decided I needed to do something different. And I started writing down one thing I was grateful for every day. And the first couple months, it was really hard because I wasn't grateful for anything. And that practice helped me um, on my recovery from very profound grief uh, and loss. So I, I know that tool is a powerful tool. I know I've used that before too. And it's one of those things that 
we do and it feels good and then we think we're okay and we stop doing it. And then it gets to the point where I, I think you're right, where we see only negative. So that there are, it, it is something I think that we need to keep up and, and do on a daily basis. I think that keeps us a lot more grounded and and centered to be able to do what we do. I, I totally agree with that. I, I still do it. I will admit I don't do it as often as intention and as intentional as I did when I was really trying to, you know, felt like I was trying to crawl out of a pit, but I still do it. And my oldest is, he's 11 years old and he's a pretty, pretty negative, cynical kid for only being 11. So I actually, we talk about that all the time, you know? Um, so, but yeah, I, st- I still do it myself. It's absolutely, um, I think an important, and these are easy tools, right? We, you know, we've not had talked about anything that requires going out and getting a degree. No, or hiring a, or hiring a professional, you know, right. for intervention. These are these are simple things, and they can make a real difference. And I don't even know that I know writing it down makes it that much more intentional. But if we at least take the time before you turn the light out, um, going to bed, and th- at least think of it, I think that's at least a place to start. Absolutely, if, absolutely. If you're not ready to write it down yet. And then the last one is the nurse's examine. The nurse's examine is a great tool. And this is a tool that, so if the first two are things you can kind of pull right out of your tool belt, you know, just pull them out. You don't need to even, um, you know, go to go anywhere to do it. You can just do it. The nurse's examine, what I like about it is it's similar to these first two easy tools, but it's, it's, it's intentional and it's also, but it's also written out and there's something formal to it for lack of a better way to put it that kind of helps for some people, so I will say for myself, kind of dig into it a little bit more. Sometimes it's like I want to do something a little bit more. A little brief history on the word examine. So this tool, it's actually put out by Catholic Health Association. And I can't stress to everybody who's listening to this podcast, we at Trinity Health Mount Carmel, we have access to Catholic Health Association. We are members of this association. So anyone who has a Mount Carmel email or a Trinity Health email can log on to this website, Catholic Health Association, chausa.com. And I'm not, uh, I'm, you know, I'm, this, I'm not a salesman for CHA. I work for Mount Carmel and they're, they're a nonprofit. They're not, a, they, you know, but you can log on there and there are a ton of resources, um, prayers and, and uh, reflections, ethics resources, all sorts of resources that people might find valuable. So this is where we actually got this. So I want to give credit where credit's due. It's a, it's a resource from the Catholic Health Association. They actually put it out during the pandemic. The examine is actually a what's called a spiritual exercise. So bear with me. I'm gonna. This is where I'm gonna do my little bit of a theology. That's my background. So Saint Ignatius of Loyola, who was the founder of the Jesuits, um, and you may be familiar with the Jesuits. If for no other reason, because if if you love basket, college basketball, then you're familiar with the Jesuits because they got Georgetown, Marquette, Creighton. Um, those are all Jesuit colleges and universities. But the Jesuits are an order. They've been around for over 500 years. They started in Spain, and Saint Ignatius, uh, Ignatius of Loyola, was the founder of the Jesuits. And one of the things that he did, he was actually a military man before he kind of found his his faith and very successful uh, military man. In fact, his story is that he, he was in a battlefield uh, and was hit by a cannonball and it crushed his leg. So in his convalescence is when he, he had to slow down 
and he had to start reflecting and he started having all these existential questions, was reading. There was a Bible there and then there was stories of the lives of the saints. Um, St. Francis of Assisi was one of those and these things started to capture his imagination and decided he wanted to do something different with his life. Went to university and uh, found a few friends and started really thinking about how can we serve the church, but also become more whole, you know, instead of just run around doing stuff uh, and fighting, what, what is there more to this world? And in the course of that, that time, uh, he was a very smart guy. He developed what he calls the spiritual exercises. There's 12 of them. There's retreats based on them, all sorts of interesting, the Jesuits themselves kind of base their spirituality off of these exercises. He calls them exercises. That's, I think that's from his military background. Um, so they're not, you know, you don't have to do anything physical for these. But one of them was, these exercises was a nightly examine. At the end of the evening, you do this examination of the day. And so this nurse's examine kind of comes from that tradition. And what I love about this tool is that you don't need to be a Jesuit. You don't need to be Catholic. You don't, need to, you don't even need to be a person of faith, for that matter, to kind of use this really powerful tool, although it's, it's rooted in faith. And I say that just to, to note that this examine is really an opportunity to dive into your whole sense of self. We as clinical care people often get very dialed into who we are because of what we do and because of how we take care of people. I'm a nurse and that's who I am. And that is true. But St. Ignatius, like that was part of his deal. He was a soldier. That's who he was. And when that was taken away from him, he had this existential crisis. And so it's important for us to remember that we're more than just the job that we do, even if the job that we do is really important. That is a struggle for me because I, I do care about the work I do as well. And um, it can be hard to separate ourselves from that because especially when we do something that taps into things that are deeper to who we are, like our compassion and our care. So this nurse's examine is an opportunity for us to think about our vocation as a nurse, but then to kind of really deepen our understanding. And it's similar. You'll hear some of the same themes we've already talked about. So the first thing, it's a six-step process. And the first step of the process is just preparation. And it sounds like, well, why would I need to prepare? I'm just going to sit down and do it. Well, the preparation piece is just clearing your mind. Our minds, we're, we're going a thousand miles a minute. Um, I came in for this podcast. I was raring to go because I was stuck on tr in traffic because um, of an accident. And so I was like, came in, I'm like, now I'm late. I'm like, you know, my mind's going a mile, you know, a minute. So you just got to take a deep breath. And so that's really this preparation Nothing, nothing special. We don't have to start to get into a meditative mind. We don't have to try to clear out every thought that's in us. We don't have to do that. But just take a few deep breaths. Call, let our heartbeats calm down. Find ourselves present in the moment that we're in instead of thinking about what we just did or what we're going to have to do. Just let this time be this time. And the time it doesn't, this, this examine, you can do it in 45 minutes in an hour. You can do it in five minutes. It's not something that requires a specific amount of time to, quote, do right, you know, and no one's grading you. So that's the other good thing. You can't really do it wrong as long as it's helpful. So then the second thing, and this is the key to the examine, and this is what connects this nurse's examine to this, this discipline, this exercise of, of examine. And so you think about and you review the day. And so you review the day, meaning like you actually do a, a walkthrough going through coming, you know, walking into the, into the kitchen and making 
breakfast for yourself? Who was it that you talked to? Did you even have breakfast? You know, all of those things, you just kind of review the whole day. Who were the first people you talked to when you got to work? Who was the first patient that you saw? What were you feeling? How were you experiencing that? And the thing to note in this review part is to be mindful of the emotions that kind of come up, right? Because when we remember things, we often remember the way we felt during those things, especially when they're fresh memories. That's the key to doing this. You're not doing an exam of something that happened two years ago. You're doing it something that happened this morning. And so you remember, and as you walk through those days and you imagine yourselves going through those days again, almost like rewinding the old VHS um, tape, which ages me, I know, but I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to go there. Um, you just kind of walk through the day, just the main parts, you know, you don't have to be OCD about it and kind of like try to remember every single minute. It's just, you know, the main highlights of the day. Be mindful of the emotions that you experience and anything with a stronger emotion you want to kind of pay attention to, maybe spend a little bit of time there. When these feelings arise though, this is not an opportunity. I mean, it is an opportunity. Every opportunity is an opportunity to judge ourselves and say things to ourselves about <laughs> about what we're doing wrong or how we shouldn't have done this or we could have done that better. But in the exam, it's an opportunity just to acknowledge the existence of those feelings, to honor that we had those feelings, and then just to let them pass. Then the next two things are where we kind of take a look back. And so where you notice the feelings, the first thing is what were the parts of the day Hopefully, when you went through there, there were moments where you had some experience of, of, of joy or happiness or maybe you ran into a, a colleague that you haven't seen in a while that you've, it was, hasn't been on a shift in a few days. And maybe there was a patient experience that you had that really touched you in a profound way. It was a real connection with the patient. Note those things and be grateful for them and celebrate those things. And so that's step three, gratitude. Celebrate those things that happened really well. Just acknowledging them celebrating them, re remembering the joy, and being grateful for them. If you are a person of prayer, this is an opportunity to do that in the context of prayer. Four is where you take those points that maybe part of your remembering for the day is things you didn't didn't really nail it that day. You know, you didn't really hit, hit the mark that you wanted to hit. Um, you did things, um, you said something that you didn't want to say, or you were really angry or crabby, you're carrying things with you in a way that you didn't want to. This step four is then the time to acknowledge those feelings, acknowledge those experiences, and then just to do a couple things. Forgive yourself and then think about what am I going to do tomorrow for that to be a little bit different. But also, if, you're, if your anger doesn't come from something you did, but something that happened to you that day, can you forgive the person who did that? Can you bring some healing to that? Can you figure out what do I need to do to bring healing to that situation, even if it's minor. That's the thing I love about the exam, and it doesn't require a traumatic experience in order for us to think about it. Um, in fact, resilience is actually usually, a lack of resilience usually comes not from one big, huge boulder that came and got to us. It's the little pebbles that all of a sudden fill up in our shoes, and now we can't walk anymore. And so just to think about those little pebbles and to, and to acknowledge them, ask for forgiveness where forgiveness is needed, whether it's with ourselves or others, and then to look towards healing. And again, if you're a person of prayer, person of faith, to do that in the context of prayer can be a very powerful way to enter into that exercise. And then step five is the learning part. So now we're taking a look up and we're thinking about these things and we're thinking now, what can I learn? What's the wisdom I can gain from these insights I've gained about the day? And then just to carry those insights. This is for me, a great opportunity to write those things down. I need to write them down because I will not remember them after I'm done. I get done with this, I'll brush my teeth, and then I'll have forgotten everything. So I'd like to write these things down and then 
take a look at them the next day. A couple oh, that's of, a great idea. Yeah, just a couple of things, you know, um, little pieces. And and the thing about this, if you're like me, if you're trying to do this, you get to this stage, you're like, now I got to write down something profound. <laughs> but this examine is solely for you. And especially if you do it regularly, you know, the learnings we have of a day don't have to be profound. And they don't have to be anything. Maybe it's just, you know, today was great. Keep it, keep it rolling. You know, um, whatever it is, whatever insight you have, um, that's the thing is just to, to acknowledge those things because as we experience these things, we have, we know ourselves really well. We have a lot of wisdom inside of ourselves. And so these experiences can unlock that wisdom. And so we just write, jot those things down. And then step six is to either close the way we were prepared, just being mindful, thinking about those things, kind of coming back into instead of thinking the past, coming back to now and getting ourselves ready to transition back into the rest of all the stuff that we have to do. And again, this is where if St. Ignatius was teaching this, this is a place to kind of close in prayer. And this little resource that we have and we'll make available to listeners has an actual written out prayer, which is nice because you're doing all this work. But you can see this nurse's examine. What I love about this tool is that it's simple, it's intentional, which is the key to most of these things. And it gives us a chance to just take a step back and just, you're just reviewing the day. And like I said, the pebble analogy for me, and I think this is true for lots of folks, but I'll, I'll speak for myself. When I'm really feeling toasty on the edges, it's, it's usually not one big thing. It's just, it's a bunch of little things that I have not tended to that have really gotten the best of me. Like I notice when I'm getting a little too, um, I'll use my children again as an example. When I'm getting a little too um, barky at my kids, it's usually because there's something that's really bothering me that I haven't addressed with them. And so they're not, you know, they look at me sideways and now all of a sudden I'm all, you know, I'm barking at them and I'm like, well, I'm actually, it's something else. And they're, they have no clue what the heck I'm, why I'm so crabby. So, you know, just thinking about, about those kinds of things, certainly like, you know, with my wife as well, she's, she, she's really good at knowing, she goes, you're getting crabby. So you, Figure out what it is. And if it's me, then let me know so we can talk about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I do really like that analogy that it's not one big thing, that it's those little pebbles that fill your shoe and make it hard to walk. Um, I, I think that's a great way to look at things. And I know since we talked, I've started to use, I haven't done the whole thing at once, but I've started to use different parts of that after I read it that really resounded with me and... As I've done that, it's it does work. I, I really do like this tool. Um, I think it can help anyone and everyone in any type of situation. Yeah, absolutely. And I appreciate you saying that because that's the other key. There isn't a right way or wrong way to do this. So I kind of described the process as a whole. And the process as a whole, like I said, you can see how you could spend 45 minutes doing this. Absolutely. But you could also spend, you really could just do it in 10 minutes. You could just do a quick examine, um, and just that time thinking about those things. But to your point, you can also just do a part of it. I would say steps one are really important. If you're trying to, you know, you know, you got it. That, you gotta, that you, is the step I've used more often <laughs> yes. than not in the recent weeks is that. But um, just throughout the day, when I get to a point that I'm about ready to lose it, that I'll step back, take that deep breath, review what's gone on the day, what brought me to that point today, this moment to feel like I'm breaking and what can I do to release it? Yeah. 
So that that's kind of how I've used the tool so far. I haven't, I need to start in the evening before bed um, instead of reading whatever novel I'm reading, go through and just do those steps. And just, and my suggestion, right before you start reading the novel, just take the, take the five, 10 minutes. And that really is, that's the examine is really is intended. And I think, I do think the power of it is doing it right, right at bedtime um, as a part of kind of the things we do to kind of unwind um, for the day. But to your point, these pieces, these disciplines, these exercises, whatever you want to call them, these little practices, you can do them at any time. But the key is uh, is just intentionality, being intentional. We're often so busy. And so even if we're not that busy, we can fill, we can make our mind, keep our minds busy. You know, nothing, I got five minutes and I'm on, I'm on, I'm checking the news headlines, you know, or whatever, um, or the sports scores just on my phone, you know. And so having that time just to kind of stop and think and just reflect on on these experiences that we had and especially in the work that we do we're interacting with so many other of our fellow human beings all the time that there's just lots of opportunity for there to be a ton of joy in that and a ton of messiness right in that and so it probably behooves those of us who work with people a lot to be more intentional about that um, as well just just to kind of honor all of those those interactions with, with our fellow human beings who are just as complicated as we are and, (laughs) you know, all of that. So. Okay. Well, we will make this available with the podcast. So look for it. If you want to respond to anything, please do. We'll have that address available to you. Thank you for joining us for staying afloat. And we look forward to bringing more information your way in the next months. Can I give one more plug? Absolutely. So one of the things that we've done out of the mission office is we've created a SharePoint site, which I'll give you the link to as well to kind of push out for listeners. It's a mission SharePoint site for Columbus. It's got prayers and reflections for meetings. It's got access to all of the colleague care resources, including those that come with our benefits as a part of um, being a colleague from Mount Carmel. My favorite part might be it's got we got a from the archives section, which has stories of our history and of those who came before us, which is, I think, another feeling like we're part of something bigger is also really nice. So I'll send you the link to that. I would encourage you to put it on your favorites for your browser and just kind of go there whenever whenever you need a little boost. It's a great resource. Well, thank you very much, Dr. Sean Lansing. And this is Cheryl, and you've been listening to Staying Afloat. Staying Afloat.